I'm James. And I'm Stephen. And you're listening to The Big Gay Bucket, Bucket List. List. The Big Gay Bucket List is a fortnightly podcast which explores the shared social and cultural experiences most gay people have or expect to have as we go about our lives. But James, tell us, what's on our bucket list today? As the phases roll on and the restrictions are pulled back, we're talking about getting back to normal and the slight anxiety that seems to be being felt, I'd say pretty widely across the board. We've done a poll there on Instagram tonight and I'd say the vast majority of people are are sharing our sentiment that actually going back to normal life and getting back into the normal swing of things after this sort of like life on pause moment. What is normal life? (laughs) Well, look, that's what we're going to talk about. Great. What is normal life? Who are normal people? But before all that... (laughs) Let's put the kettle on for a co-host catch-up. So, James, since our last recording, what have you been up to? Um, well, I finally jumped on the bandwagon of normal people. I, I know, I know. So, no, I was, um, I, I've been sort of putting off watching it because I really don't enjoy, you know when the internet tells you you have to like someone or like something? Like yeah, the, I, you've done it though. Well, no, but this is it because I, I was, I was, I was just... I, I was looking for something to watch at a bit of a hangover. I was just thinking to myself, what is it that I could just put on in the background? And I was like, look, we've got the RT player on the TV. I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to stick on normal people. First episode, about 25 minutes in, I was absolutely hooked. It is like completely brilliant. But the one thing it's absolutely lacking is any definitive statements. No one says a single definitive statement. And nothing. it's just like, uh, yeah, like, yeah, mm, uh, maybe, but I don't know yet. Mm. Which is just like, it is, it does get very frustrating. And the, like, the sort of like the lengths to which these people go to miscommunicate is, is just, I mean, absolutely embarrassing. Um, there's a couple of things that I, I, I really picked up on. And this is, this is normal people content, hashtag normal people content for people who watched it, is I don't understand why Marianne's brother was like actual pure evil. Like I feel to God, I swear to God, like there was, there was absolutely no context given for this fact that this man's just like tramping around his mansion and he was just pure fucking evil. I mean, he was like worse than Hitler. I swear to God. Jesus I, don't, Christ. I don't understand where that came from at all. Worse than Michal Martin? Worse than Michal Martin. Ugh. Worse than Michal Martin. Worse than, I can say worse than Vinegar Strokes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But no, Vinegar Strokes is lovely. But no, um, I, the other thing I noticed is, so I, I, it's set kind of around the time that I would have been in college, like maybe a couple of years after I was in college. And it was obviously set in Trinity, I went to UCD. But I sort of, some of my friends hung around with this particular group of people who probably were sort of the ones who were destined for Trinity, but didn't quite get the points. And and we affectionately, or I would say unaffectionately referred to them as wall people, because they hung out (laughs) at the wall in UCD. And I thought you were going to refer to them as normal people. There was, there was yeah. some of them. It's really some, creative. <laughs> yeah, I know. Destined for podcasts. <laughs> some of them, some of them were, some of them were, some of them were lovely. I will say that some of them were very nice. But there was just a couple of them, and they were so fucking insufferable and they were just such know-it-alls and you could tell that they absolutely defined the sort of um they defined you based on kind of you know that you get those people who will define you based on kind of the car you drive or the amount of money you earn or the sort of you know kind of like where your house is but these were kind of like they would be defining you based on kind of their perception of your intelligence which they would judge based on the interest you had (laughs) or the stuff that you liked so like if you didn't like going to museums or something or if you didn't they'd be like oh you're just you're not an intellectual Actually, you wouldn't put me in yeah. And I was like, because like, I'm, 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 I'm not going to beat around the bush here. I'm giving myself a compliment. I'm pretty intelligent as a person. I'm reasonably like up. I keep up to date on what's going on around the world. I like to think. Yeah, you know, there's different streams of intelligence, but, though. But I also have, I also have like an absolute interest in the most superficial bullshit you're ever going to imagine. So of course, like to them, there was a sort of sense of like, oh, superficial. And it just was like, it, it, there was, there was this exact sense came off the same that that the friend, the Trinity friends group that were portrayed throughout Normal People, and I was like, a oh, fucking wall people absolutely <laughs> fucking wall people it's wall to wall wall people in, in fucking normal people for people that haven't watched normal people give us a very quick broad synopsis of what it actually is because i haven't a clue i've avoided every single thing about it hot right hot, <laughs> hot rides <laughs> that's actually probably that's good no it's, it's i maybe, have seen that boy's penis though everywhere <laughs> <laughs> it's literally been everywhere. It's everything. It's yeah. been everywhere. It is. Uh, no, I would tasty. say that. I would say that the the, the overarching story is. 
um, people who don't know how to communicate. I don't know. People <laughs> who are bad at talking to each other try to be in a relationship. That's what normal people should be called. Okay. You know, it, it is, it's very, very engrossing television and it's brilliant. But at, the cert, at a certain point, because they're talking about making a series too, and I would put, I'd put a stopper on that. I'd be like, we don't need it because it, it's going to get unbelievable at this stage. Because, you know, you're, you're 12 epi- episode deep, episodes deep. I'm not going to spoil where it ends or anything like that. But you're 12 episodes deep and the lengths they've had to go to, it's sort of like ridiculous Ross and Rachel kind of levels of kind of like they have to break up and get back together because the whole thing is about the two of them kind of like being in each other's uh, peripheral vision and then sort of coming together and not quite working out and there was a miscommunication here where there was like a a, a question that wasn't asked there and it, it does, it gets it gets kind of annoying towards it. That being said, it probably isn't meant to be watched in the space of a single afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I watched two episodes of it and I just didn't go back to it, it was a bit bored but it kind of the way you're given out about it reminds me of something I just seen had a fourth season released on Netflix and irritated the shit out of me. Thirteen Reasons Why. Oh me! Oh, uh, I've never watched it, but I, 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 I got three episodes in. And I was like, "This is horrendous TV." Just fucking listen to the fucking tapes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> horrendous. It's so stupid. Oh, so the, yeah, this is that one. But this is like that's the problem with sometimes when a when a TV show gets too big for a concept, and it's like, oh, we don't really know where we can go with it from here. Like I always think of say like my name is Earl, where like it's like, oh, I've got this list of people I want to make up for, and it's like seventy five seasons later. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what sort of an almighty country before this started that you have that many people to put? And also, you only won like a hundred thousand dollars like seriously <laughs> do you think it's better served would it have been better served as a film no i think it was really it was really good that they gave the time to it and it like I, genuinely as much as i've given out about it i would say absolutely go watch it it was really really like engrossing television it was worth all the hype and i hate admitting that because yeah. i love being contrary because even with game of thrones like i think game of thrones was on season four or five before i started mm-hmm. and like that i like because i hate watching stuff that everyone else is watching because I hate that being the only thing that you talk to someone at a printer and work for. Yeah, that's do, you know? a, do you know that is literally the exact reason that I didn't watch yeah, it, and actually yeah. the exact reason why I didn't watch Game of Thrones for years as well. It's like I don't want to like have to be taking part in those conversations, and then but, but then fairness, like also you've no conversations. Yeah, like, like, that's like I mean, look, we, we pot kettle black. We will yeah, sit around absolutely. literally for hours and hours and hours yeah. talking about kind of like inner that's gossip true. about like what Miss Cracker was thinking and all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But anyway, listen um, to shit podcasts about it. <laughs> I think the best thing, <laughs> the best thing about normal people was joe duffy's tweet did you see that <laughs> to to our rt2 tagged them basically like the phones will be hopping tomorrow and he like responded going like who do i call i'm calling in six tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> that was funny i like that <laughs> no. and Stephen, tell me what have you been up to um i went back to the fabulous wick <laughs> <laughs> no and did you take what? your ipad for the journey <laughs> I actually did. I didn't even take it out once. I had like full plans of doing pod prep and I just didn't do it at all. <laughs> it was, it was very, very, very surreal. And yeah. like, it's literally, so it's how long is, how, when, was, when was the last time you were home? It would have been early. So it was March, 12 weeks it? and three days. So 87 days. Jesus. So the 18th of March was the last time I was home. Um, and I feel cunty saying that because I know two of you sitting in the room here haven't been home yet. Um, but if it gives you solace, it was it was strange. It was lovely seeing people, but there was a sense of like, there was a sense of normal life out there that I haven't gotten used to yet again. Mm-hmm. Like it, it felt like life 12 weeks ago. So even the way the way shops and stuff are out there, it just wasn't the same stuff. So it was really, really weird. It was so weird getting used to that. And people on like people on the beach, people walking everywhere. It just it was really, really odd. But I suppose it it'll lead in as well to the main conversation that we're having around yeah. anxiety and the way uh, life is opened back up. But on the whole, it was it was a really good experience. Obviously, I got to see my mother and my yeah, father and my brother and sister and stuff. So and you, and your well, your sister's house as well. You wouldn't have that. Yeah, so my that. sister's building a house, so she's like nearly there. So the builders are hoping to finish this week. So that had completely changed. Like there was mm. stuff there that I hadn't hadn't seen before and stuff. But no, it was nice. It, ultimately, it was obviously I wanted to do it and it was great. But now that I've done it, could I do another twelve weeks? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> to be perfectly honest, and I don't want, say that lightly. You might want the pubs to reopen, though. <laughs> <sighs> I, I don't want the pubs to reopen on their terms, on Wicklow terms, compared to Dublin, like I really don't. But anyway, more of that coming up. More of that coming up indeed. Jesus. So James, despite an easing of lockdown, has it exasperated your environment thus far? Oh, very Miriam O'Callaghan. Very Miriam O'Callaghan. I may have swiped that shit from Twitter. <laughs> What you, so the, the lockdown in general has it been so no so the fact that things are opening back up now is your mind opening back up or is it closing off 
Oh God, I feel like a psychologist. Oh Come God. on, give it you'll, to me. You'll have me in tears. <laughs> when I was <laughs> four. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm going for. And <laughs> yeah. um, no, I suppose like it, it, it is weird now um, because it's been such a like a roller coaster of a couple of months, and I think that. I think that from my experience of, of this last, say, 12, 12, 12 weeks is that it was like a, a weird, abrupt stop. And then it was sort of like reaching around and like not really knowing what was going on. There was a real sense of ambiguity, which I, I genuinely think, and I've said this to lots of people over the last while, but I really think we are never as as as, as a humanity going to experience something like the yeah. uncertainty that we had in those first couple of weeks. And even that kind of from the beginning of the year, that creeping sense of like, this is a thing, this tidal wave is building, coming towards us. The sort of joking about not taking it too seriously, not understanding what it was going to be, seeing it arriving, the sort of fear about it being much bigger than it thankfully ended up becoming. It, it just, it just, I suppose at the beginning, there was all that fear and uncertainty around it. But then once I got into the like, once I got a couple of weeks in, I just really formed this very secure bubble. Yeah. And 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 I feel felt and feel very safe in yeah. my little bubble. Yeah. And now sort of seeing things sort of going back to normal does there's, there's two I'd say there's two sort of things. First of all, in my mind it's like sort of like it's like back on March 12th my life sort of beyond kind of the absolute necessities just got put on pause. Yeah. And it's like right now, all the things that were in my mind before that point, and all the things I was thinking about before that to point, creep back. It's like right, I have to start thinking about that again. Yeah, that's just, a good point. And then on the other side, it's like as we start going back to normal, it's not a full normal. So it's like I've built up this routine. Yeah. So even things like a very very simple example is working from home has meant obviously I've got an enormous amount of flexibility, which means that I get up in the morning, I start work around sort of half eight or whatever in the morning. Then I'd have a team call at around nine, half nine. At around 11, I either go out for a run or I do an online workout. Then I have my lunch and, and I just do my work throughout the day. Yeah. Whereas now when I start going back into the office, the gym's not going to be open, which means that workout, which has become a really core part of the way I look after my mental health, Fair point too. is now not going to be available yeah. to me anymore. So it's a, it's a, it's a strange time. Yeah, it, it no, it definitely is. Um, and I, I agree with all your points. Um, I suppose harping back to when it was the two kilometer limit, like Dublin to me had never looked so beautiful before. Like, I know that sounds really poetic and really ridiculous and really a really big statement to make about something, but there's nothing ridiculous about poetry. <laughs> Let your heart speak. Let your heart but, speak, Stephen. It's just because, like, I had the a feeling kilometer from every year. <laughs> The he, he referenced there for anyone who missed it. I got it. <laughs> I'm just trying to finish my actual point before you still. Sorry. <laughs> well done. Thanks. Um, but yeah, like like you said, it felt very safe. Like Phoenix Park was like my the place I went to during the day, and mm. like that when there was nobody else around, when you knew nobody else could get out past that two kilometer route, it was just it was so safe and it was so it just felt nicer. It it really did, but. I can see, yeah, so I touched on in the co-host catch-up about me going to Wicklow, um, and when I went out there, I was sort of shocked that, like, for one, my mother made a really passing statement, um, and she was saying, oh, I never thought you would be that type of person, and I said, what type of person? And she said, the person that you were for 12 weeks and three days that didn't come out here, and I was going, if I didn't have that attitude, like, if everyone was treating it the same way as what she thought I would treat it like, then we'd mm. be like the UK or a worse off country like the US or something. Or Brazil, so yeah. so it, that sort of struck me. I was like, and she was, she meant it in, she meant it in a positive way, but I just thought, yeah, if I hadn't done the right thing, then things could be a hell of a lot worse. And like, I would have been putting her health in the line, my dad's health in the line, like everyone. So mm. yeah, it was tough. And it was just, I don't know, maybe maybe because I've built my own new life for 12 weeks here that I was really, really comfortable with. And when I went out there, I just wasn't comfortable mm-hmm. with the way things were. Maybe that's why that was exasperated. Yeah. I didn't think I started to get comfortable until it was five kilometers. And I know that sounds silly, but that gives you the extra distance to get in around town and just like, even though nothing's opened. I I, I don't think remember, that bothered me. I actually agree with you because I remember, this is, this is ridiculous. So <clears throat> I, when it was still the two kilometer route, I, w- I went for a walk um, because so I, I, after work every day, I got into a habit of going for a walk and like the walk wasn't even necessary. It was it was just to clear my head. Because yeah, it's such a it was it's such your commute. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I got in, I walked in. So if I'm, I'm living in, in Crumlin. I can walk down to the canal and I can walk up along the canal and I can get up as far as around. Um, God, I can't remember exactly where it is. It's where like MVP that, that pub is. 
Oh, Clambrassa um, Street. Yeah, around Clambrassa Street. I can get up to there within, with that's, that's the limit of my two kilometers. Yeah. And I remember getting to there and I really was just like, I would love to walk through Rathmines. I would love to walk back up through Rathmines. And like, that would be an extra half a kilometer, kilometer. And I remember getting to, and I was just like, Oh, but but you cannot do that. Yeah. One is not allowed. Yeah. And it's it's like who is going to who is going to stop me and say like pinpoint your address on this map yeah. and we're going to take you back yeah. there and we're yeah. going to like shame you. But like there was a real sense of and I think that it was a nice thing for I think it's a it's a good sign for Irish people that we're able to be that we're able to come together that well as a society to do what's best. Yes. Um. But I suppose it's going to be tricky now reversing out of it because as I suppose as I've talked about before possibly in the podcast you know i suppose with where i'm working at the moment we're aware of and seeing and you're seeing through things like the belong to report that came out last week showing that it's had an enormous mental health issue mm-hmm. it's creating enormous mental health issues so how we navigate our way back out of this yeah. is really important and i do think acknowledging the anxiety and acknowledging the fear that that sort of people have and and even and not making you feel silly for feeling yeah feeling i think it was, it was as high it was at 92 percent i seen on the lgbt ireland page about youth. 93 percent 93 yeah. like that's 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 incredible like Mm. it really is but i suppose at the very beginning i was too like i'm 32 this year i'm not considered a youth but i would have been the exact same you're Mm -hmm. an older gentleman again (laughs) (laughs) as of as of monday of this week i'm 38 (laughs) (laughs) send send birthday cards to james he definitely needs it um but yeah so and checks (laughs) dollar bills old man reference you send me a check I'll have a postal order, thank you. <laughs> Revolut, James. You might get, you might get more uptake. Yeah. Um, we've set a Revolut up on the, uh, yeah. on the, the pod phone. <laughs> That'll make you turn Wait, it on. I was going to say, that would be the first time when you got turned on. We're in your kitchen now, where is it? It's usually charging in the kitchen. <laughs> now it's charging in the sitting room. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, like I, the first the first two or three weeks, it was horrendous. But then I just got really, really like we just we got things like a real sense of community. Like I lived in my apartment for five years. I know literally two of my neighbors directly across the hallway. Don't know anybody else. But like people were holding doors for people and people were. Shouldn't have been. I know. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> no, but come on. Like smile. People, people were smiling at you. People were talking. People were saying hello. Like you'd meet someone at a post box and it was like, oh my God, you're a new face. I can talk like to you for two seconds. It's like you're in the Downton Abbey episode set during the war. Yeah. <laughs> like, did you hear about Mrs. Poppy Cookson? She got the Rona. <laughs> but that, that's exactly what it was like. And um, and you sort of miss that. Like mm. you should know above anyone that Zoom, like it's not the same, even though you tried to. Oh, for that kind of socializing, yeah, no, it, it, it's not the same. There was a couple of nights where I would say that the, you got like a, 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 and I wonder if it's the same for you, but there was like one or two nights where you got the same-ish feeling of like proper socializing. Like the conversation flowed. I would say that only ever in groups of four people. Yeah. Like if you got over that, you wouldn't really be able to, but it was like you would get those sort of you would get those sort of those sort of evenings where like the conversation would flow really easily. It would feel almost like you're sitting there. But then like you always had that thing, which I which I found really difficult. You would have that feeling of kind of like you would be chatting, you'd be laughing, you'd be joking, and then sort of you'd just click end meeting, and suddenly it would just be absolute silence yeah. in your in your living room. Well, like I, I told you, like the Zoom, like earlier on the Zoom quiz I had with my family, and like we had such a good laugh, and like I was pissed drunk. And like that, when I turned it off, I just walked into my wardrobe and then I was like, what do I do now? Like, Walked into your wardrobe? I was that drunk. So I just, I like, I literally walked into the wardrobe and it woke me up and I was like, okay, so now I can't ring. You got friend. into drag. <laughs> yeah, I should have. But like in that, in that normal sense, you would kind of go, well, fuck it, who's in town? And yeah. you'd ring them or text them and then you'd, you'd jump yeah, yeah, yeah. on a taxi no, and get in so zoom call i didn't do any social for zoom calls and i'll tell you why like <clears throat> for the last three years working for multinational work has been vc calls yeah, i'd say video calls has only increased maybe by 20 percent for me the rest yeah. of my week was spending video calls anyway yeah so the thoughts of doing a social video call yeah is fucking the worst horrendous. thing ever and actually do you know what i would say is that the the like the, do you know those like graphs you sometimes see like where it's kind of like you know like it's a the the interest in doing social zoom calls fell off massively as the requirement to do work ones. from because home I'd yeah, say, yeah like i was saying i would say that um in the first couple of weeks of this i was probably spending three to four hours a day doing zoom yes calls yeah i couldn't work. deal with that and it just you, you like it, it it takes so much energy to stay alert it takes so much energy to kind of actually kind of be paying attention to everything that's going on 
that like it, you're exhausted by yeah. the time you get to the end of it. Yeah, and someone made a really good point to me last night about social Zoom calls. It's like, you know, uh, if you are in a social setting and there's a big group of people, usually you're having side chats. That can't happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. That's, that's exactly because I, I was well, actually, usually James at the bottom of the stairs crying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Weeping. I haven't been able to weep in months. Uh, no, I, I was that. I was exactly. I was, I was saying that um, to to my flatmate's boyfriend. We were chatting about it uh, a week or so ago, and I was saying about how when you are in that sort of sense, like there's a natural shuffle around. Like course, if someone yeah. has to go to the bathroom, you get moved into a different. You're talking to someone. Yeah, else. it's funny. And even, yeah. even like this is like if you are in a situation where there's someone person talking and they're telling a load of stories, at least you can fucking roll your eyes at your. <laughs> absolutely that's a fair point but tell me like you're feeling anxiety now for the way things are opening back up what are you anxious about well this is this is it and actually okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna go deep i'm, go gonna, deep. Go, I'm gonna go i'm gonna go deep and i'm gonna go gonna go back i don't think you'll be alone so <laughs> yeah. no honestly i really don't well, no, this and this this is i suppose is, is probably possibly more personal but in a weird way, I suppose we cannot. We, we we all know the beginning of this year wasn't fantastic for me. I I you know had a pretty shit time over Christmas, and I was in a really bad kind of place back in 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 March, in January, and February. Yeah. I, like, I would say, like, and I remember even, and it was a really you know, so it was it was a, a really tough time, and I was also under, I was trying to manage kind of say starting the new job was was stressful because I was trying to like maintain a kind of like a, a, a jovial sort a of momentum of yeah a momentum in, in the new workplace where I wasn't like letting things to Romo and get to me and then I was also things like stre- stressful things like say the the first date viewing party which was far more stressful than I ever even like do, do you know I threw up that day I threw up with stress that day I wouldn't have known you got that drunk but, well well yeah I didn't I got I threw up again later on but anyway but it was like it I think that in a weird way, I think I'd been I'd been running so fast to try and keep myself at this kind of pace that I needed to be at. Whereas what I really needed was a stop and a break because I, okay. you know, I needed to deal with stuff. Yeah. And then this gave it to me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And in a weird way, I sort of feel like now beyond where where I was, I'm almost kind of in a place where I've kind of woken up from a dream that started in like October <laughs> of last year. And then you know? you've got to confront the dream. Know, but it's it's not even having to confront the dream, but it's this sense of like kind of you know like weird sense of like what like where am i what am i doing what's happening and like the safety of kind of like right well you know you can push pause on this part of your life and then this part of your life and then this part of your life and this part of your life like that's you don't have that now No, absolutely you're you're not going to have that now building those new uh, routines and building those new kind of the new way of living Mm -hmm. it's just going to be quite like it's it's going to be never because i'm not one of those people who's super worried about returning to normal socializing i'm not worried about going to a pub i'm not worried i'm just going to follow whatever the requirements are and assume that it'll work out in a lot of ways yeah like i I, i'm not worrying about it because i'm did i miss it no not really to be perfectly honest i miss socializing but if i can get what i get um out of like having uh, garden parties or barbecues or being allowed in someone's Mm. house for a certain period well then good like i'm not being charged like a ridiculous amount of money for a pint i'm not having like a stupid drunken girl or boy like trying to drink over me i'm not like stressing about getting a taxi like that's like the sort of the negative sides of stuff that you just become you like i suppose i'm an introvert at heart and didn't realize how much an introvert i was until lockdown yeah and then i realized god did i really enjoy myself in the middle of a club but I, I do i do think that's a massive thing because i think a lot of people will have will have realized that they were going along with what the status quo i will say i'm the same not that bothered about pubs or clubs but i will say i'm looking forward to restaurants and holidays yes absolutely the holiday thing i've written off for the whole year so i'm not worrying about that i'm looking forward to it doing maybe a couple of days in ireland which i haven't done as an adult absolutely like there's some cool airbnbs out there so but um just on that though i was in town at the weekend so Mm -hmm. you know uh the way the laws have eased and i think leo had said something about easing off the restrictions on selling drink right so the rules were you could buy a pint in a pub but you had to like leave within 100 meters you had to walk 100 meters away from that premises so it didn't quite make much sense yeah because essentially you could buy a drink in the premises and walk outside another premises so you know the, you know yeah, what i mean yeah yeah so i was down by um uh south william street so it was near the steps up to powers court yes. townhouse which was littered with people and then that side street down by grogan's again just loads of yeah. people sitting on the ground and i witnessed loads of people who clearly hadn't seen each other in a while 
like run up to each other and kiss and hug and it was almost like the second wave was coming yeah <laughs> we were like enjoying our drinks and doing it quite like responsibly as much as one can when you're drinking in public but fucking hell town is littered with people no social distance yeah. and it's just you know you what see, i mean i find myself aghast by that social distancing <clears throat> thing because on the one hand like i want to you want to meet everyone you can you want to hug them and everything and mm-hmm. then the other hand like i'm looking at people and going god you're an asshole yeah you're gonna cause this shit yeah. again like and actually i was in town and i wasn't expecting to bump into people i knew which is stupid because it was in the city center right and bumped into someone i knew and it was actually quite shocking yeah. it was like a I didn't know if it took me a moment to process what I was seeing because I hadn't yeah. seen him in months. Yeah, yeah. I uh, didn't know how to react to him when shake his hand then done the awkward elbow bump thing. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like took a minute to ease into conversation. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do think that's the, the 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 thing that's going to be the most practically awkward is understanding understanding how you're supposed to interact with people when you meet them because it is very difficult to it, it's extremely difficult when you meet someone that you haven't seen in a long time to just kind of stand in front of them and wave like you, you, yeah. you naturally if you're if you're naturally a kind of a person who, who does hugging which i am yeah. then you you will sort of naturally want to like go and be like hey how are you doing like that'll just feel what's the right thing to do yeah and then you you feel like you shouldn't do that i know um are you no well that's that you feel you shouldn't do that. and you you've been proactive you told that, that you can't do that. yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah 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 and to do this like wave at someone it's, it's quite like a weirdo thing you know i think they should bring back a thumbs up oh god <laughs> but like even like even in work so i've been going in there to work the like two days a week and they're sort of they're doing a rotation so for the first couple of weeks we were all um we were on the same rotation with mm. the same people so i'd seen them but like that when another girl came in who i hadn't seen in 12 weeks who like would have been a really close friend and work and it was just there was just this odd sense of like mm okay, we can't even sit beside each other at a desk. We yeah. can't go on lunch. Look, it was just really, really odd. And all we could talk about is fucking coronavirus yeah, and COVID-19. No, like, yeah. it's just so annoying. But that's the other thing is that what I've... And this is me kind of getting into kind of... Um, like, as I said, I'm not necessarily going to be the most sort of anxious around the overall return, I think, as long as kind of the majority of people are following the the, the advice given, then we're going to be okay. And hopefully there aren't loads of people out kind of like hugging in the streets. Um, but so one thing that I am kind of a little bit rolling my eyes at is like all these places being like, oh, we're doing a deep clean before we reopen. It's like girl, the coronavirus has not been sitting on your premises for the last three months. <laughs> you do not need to get it first thing to come in and do a deep clean now. It's like, how about instead of do, instead of spending a load of pe- load of money on a fucking deep clean now that is completely unnecessary, you just bring someone in, bring cleaners in more frequently. Yeah. It's like in our in our building we've been told basically it's going to maintain, like they're going to do a deep clean before we reopen. And I'm like, well, that's useless. Yeah. But then we're going to only have the cleaner one time a week as we would have had before, yeah. which means now part of our role is going to become kind of cleaning up after us, which is fine. You know, that's, that's okay. But it's just like, un- it feels unnecessary to like yeah, make yeah. such a production of kind of like the deep clean they're going to do before yeah, they reopen. So. It's like, what isn't it? Like, as far as we know, it, it, it survives like what, four hours on a surface yeah. or seven hours on a particular surface. They're yeah. like, overnight is fine it'll kill itself yes exactly it's it's not been sitting there since the 12th of march waiting (laughs) you never know but i suppose like every time because we're socially distancing in the office which can i just say i actually i hate that term and i wish to god it could go into room 101 after this year because i'm sick to my ass of listening about it's gonna be the it's gonna be the word of the year has to be the buzz it has to be the buzzword but um yeah so we're sitting opposite ends of the office so we're all using the same desks and like like that we have to sort of scrub them every day with like antibacterial stuff mm. yourself anyway um and where was it going at that point oh as for the cleaning thing yeah the deep clean thing is not going to work people are just going to look after themselves and but it's not even that it's not going to work it's that it's entirely unnecessary doesn't need to work yeah, yeah it's like yeah. it's like this is a complete like this whole thing because i suppose it's 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 what the only thing it's giving is people it's the only thing it's giving idiots who don't think about things peace of mind yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> i was just gonna say that, yeah. um here is one thing about going back to work which it seems to be extremely confusing we put a story up on instagram asking for a few questions and a lot of people came back to to say that one of the things that they were struggling with was the sort of awkward phasing in phasing out phasing in phasing out of the requirement to maybe possibly still if you can maybe wear some masks perhaps sometimes yeah. like kind of like where do you wear them where do you not have to wear them yeah. you, is it like a mandatory requirement is it not a mandatory requirement who are the people that it's not considered mandatory for like it's all very confusing yeah so our company have uh, sent out an email last week they're sending three reusable face masks to every employee in the company yeah and their guideline was wear it in the office if you like you don't have to wear it though 
Oh, interesting. Mm. We, I think in my office, because there's so few of us, uh, our policy seems to be just, you don't, like, you don't, there there is no requirement. Uh, What I would wish the government would come out and say is, if you're stepping onto a, onto public transport, if you're walking into a shop to do a big shop that's going to take you more than five or ten minutes, stick your mask on. I just wish they'd say that. Yeah, because even, like, I bought one of the, like, material reusable ones, Mm -hmm. but even, I don't wear it all that much. And it's it's kind of out of probably awkwardness i guess nobody's wearing them yeah. you know if, if everyone's yeah. wearing them you'd almost be trained into it but yeah, yeah but like that for that to happen it would you need to, to be government it. guidance yeah no i i've noticed that as well so like the only time i've i've worn the mask like once or twice the only time i really properly wore it was when i went to the 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 black lives matter protest a couple of weeks ago so i walked in there and to be fair at that everyone was wearing it but i think that they've been very proactive in their kind of saying look we need to make sure that this is completely above board we don't want to have any issues so make sure you wear your mask um, but other than that, like I've had it in my pockets going into the shops a good bit and you just would feel kind of weird taking it out and putting it on. But then like you see like a lot of like a lot of like older people are wearing them and, you know, sort of people who would probably be in more vulnerable categories. And, and I suppose you don't like early on in this, when I saw people wearing masks, I was like, oh, it's so ridiculous. Whereas now I'm like, oh, if it's a precaution you feel like taking, then you feel like taking it. But I'd li- I would like more clarity about when you should but or shouldn't be wearing Like this. looking at social media, it's, it's clearly... Um government guidance for a lot of the states in the US and like there's a lot of shaming going on on social media for yeah. not wearing them so that would probably happen here what I will say is there's a dangerous trend happening and it's gentlemen on um, hookup apps wearing their face mask as a profile picture and I just don't get it I think it looks ridiculous I mean is it, is it next is it the evolution of the discrete profile <laughs> possibly <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair point but like like i I don't mean i don't mean guys that are hooking up or guys Mm. that are looking for hookups i mean guys that even are saying i am actively not hooking up but here's a picture of me with a face mask i just i'm like why are you on take it take it just go take it take it off take it (laughs) take it off with your penis (laughs) (laughs) do you have a a face pic Oh god! But yeah, I think we definitely need we we need a bit more clarity yeah. regarding the facial masks. And one thing as well as is actually someone asked this question, and this is something that I have been thinking about for about a year or two, um, which I've always thought was kind of revolting. Is you know in and Heather can imagine now, you know when you go into like takeaway coffee places, you go to like your insomnia, your butlers, whatever it is, and you would get given your coffee, and you go over and you take your lid off the stack of lids, and you would put it. I've always for the last like one day I had like a moment of realizing how disgusting I would agree. it was that yeah. this like big pile of dirty lids were sitting there Absolutely. and now we have a like this pandemic thing and people aren't going to want to go back to using their reusable cups because nope. they're like you know the the premises aren't going to want to take them because they're like vectors of evil and you're not going to want to be seen walking around with one so like the takeaway coffees are going to have to be served in the good old-fashioned takeaway coffee cups and so where is I, the leads coming from who's handling them well the girls in the shop are it's pretty them. sexist assuming it's girl <laughs> Well, yeah. the boy in the shop. <laughs> <It's> on, <laughs> yeah. I, I go to Insomnia near Houston Station and there's two really gorgeous women, there, the only two there that serve me coffee. But I take sugar in my coffee and I assumed that I would get the, everything off the girls with the cup on, with the lid on the cup and I'd have to go and do my own sugar. And no, they're doing the sugar too. Oh. So it's literally handed to you ready made. Well, this is, I mean, that's the, that's the service you're paying for. It's what well, you should have always been getting. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> But I suppose that's another massive anxious th- anxiety thing uh, is like cleanliness and not even that it's it's businesses actually being able to survive out of this. There's so yeah. many businesses that I thought. So there's a, a hair salon out in my mom's that's tiny, like maximum four people are, are ever in it, but they're around for like 30 years and they can't reopen with social distancing. So yeah. that's it. They just said to people, that's it. We're gone. Yeah, we can't do it now. So we've but tried. I, I do think, like, I think that there's going to be an awful lot of businesses where the people who are running them were much older, who will just who maybe were like a couple of years off retirement or are running it a bit past. We'll just who are just going to speed like, it up. I can't be arsed with this. Yeah, we yeah. had this conversation at the weekend because the place we were going to get our beers was um, kind of no one else seemed to be going there, so we kept going back because there was no queue. But the I'm flabbergasted with this because I never knew it was happened, and I'm raging I wasn't there. So the person that was serving us beer was a cunt. He was an asshole. And I was kind of like, how, if all the places that are closing down because of business, surely customer service is going to have a boom now. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'd like to think. Or is he thinking, fuck you, you're going to give me coronavirus? Look, there's a way of speaking to people. Like, like, he had to manage the queue, but like, at the same time. I know. You know those really obnoxious coffee shop people? Yeah. Yeah, That's what he felt like. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Don't, Don't fall into that trap. 
because you may just find yourself without a business. Well, on the, on the, on that subject, someone else had pointed out that that uh, part of, and I think as we've been talking about this a little bit, is that people who are just going to lose their mind and act like idiots, just like who are just going to go completely mental about all of this, and they're not going to take any rational, like the people who think like, oh, quickly get in there and deep clean that business that's been closed for six months. I need to see it. I want to smell it. I want you to. Can you please pre-bleach my coffee lid before you give it to me? Are, are deep cleans the new lost old cat? Yes, they are. <laughs> Although actually. <laughs> I redownloaded Grinder there a while ago because what else are you doing in this thing? And um, I, 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 when I got it, I had lost all my chats and and I did think to myself, oh, there was one or two people I had been talking to previously on my channel, and I was like, well, there you go. I'm not gonna. But I was like, you know what? I, I've rationally, I've lost those communities. I'm not going to say that I've lost all my chats. Lost all chats? I thought you had a come to Jesus moment there. Yeah. <laughs> I realized I'd lost my chats. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, as well i mean uh, the bigger thing like we're going to be paying for this probably for 20 years um so was this i suppose we're sort of faced with the fact now that things have to get back to normal because the country's going to be on it like the country is on its knees mm-hmm. um so that's another thing that's given me anxiety is the fact that like i've been through a, a round of redundancy before in the first recession so i'm like okay is this just going to be like a 10 yearly thing for me where yeah. it's just like right that's it you've no job and you have to start again <laughs> yeah no i know what you mean like i can't afford a house on the wage i'm on and if i ever have to take <laughs> another redundancy and start back again like at a certain level i just never will ever interesting enough i just got a call from kvc today convincing me to think about mortgages do it do it now <laughs> Get in there but that's the other thing like people aren't people aren't going to well i know a lot of people that have backed out of um they, they'd started the process before all this about buying a house now they're like do you know what fuck it i don't yeah. care i don't want to get into that just in case yeah but i mean that is a huge uncertainty for people because you know there's there's like there's an enormous amount of people who are not going to now know what their job is going to look like or yeah. if they're going to have their job again mm-hmm. there's also going to be a lot of people say living at home we had one person messages who lives at home with their um their their, their mother's in a high-risk category and they're like well do i go back to work where yeah. you know I, I now i'm expected to go back to work but i live with someone who's high risk i work in a in a job that like it exposes me to an awful lot of people so yeah. therefore like what do i do and it, like those are the questions and i do think that the redundancy thing is 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 an enormous part of it or like the recession thing because we're only just really back yeah. out of yeah things are only getting good yeah, yeah. <laughs> now the only thing i'm getting solace is because i think pascal donahue has been actually lying to us for five years when he said that we're just out of the red like i actually have a feeling that they had more money than they were leading us to believe which is probably not a bad thing right now yeah, no, I, I think that's that's okay. But and then Michael Martin's going to be our T-shirt next time. We're going to be screwed anyway. <laughs> yeah. Being a follower back there. But I, th- th- I'm worried about that, and I'm worried about uh, t- tax increases because I'm already stretched my limit. Like I can, it's only the last year or two where I've kind of went right. Well, you can afford to buy yourself a pair of new runners every fucking yeah. two months. Like it's tough. Yeah. And like me or you aren't homeowners, so there's worse no, people out no, there. No, absolutely. But that I mean that that is the thing though, because like you, you, it feels like as if the return to and this is the thing i was kind of saying is like you're you're we're not going to get back to in any sort of early or quick fashion normal normal no. so it's like what, what is the new normal so say for example as a point i was talking about kind of like exercising because it's a really good like thing description for this it's like you're going to lose out now if you're going back to working in an office to the opportunity to an opportunity to like exercise during the day and build it into your life at home yeah gyms aren't going to be reopened if gyms are open they're not going to have showers or changing rooms so you're going to have to figure out a way of now making a new space in your life for that are you going to stop exercising and what about because i know the people so say for example i've heard that people who are over 70 are being told that they're not allowed to participate in group exercising or group sports so i know that there's running clubs around the country which have basically said we're reopening up now for small groups of 15 people but if you are over 70 you're not allowed so you're now excluding an exercise you're excluding a person who's an older person from a a social opportunity and a health and wellness opportunity yeah yeah and it's like you know these are all these are all fundamental things for them these are all things that are we're we're being told and we will believe are being done for the 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 greater good and the best of the community but but at the same time they have negative impacts yeah absolutely that, that we need to we need to be sort of, be sort of but like that it's it, it's like the, and i mean i obviously i think I, i'm going to say hands up the government i think i've done a really really good job during this and they gave me clarity when i needed it around the majority of stuff yeah. um but like that they're like they're saying you need to be careful you need to do this and then they're still saying we need to reopen so there is still the people so many people have there's so much ambiguity that people don't want to make a decision yeah. themselves on certain stuff and yeah it's tough yeah really tough yeah you'd rather it black or white 
Well, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that, that's that's exactly it. You'd rather if it's black or white. It's not going to be a black and white issue. But I just, I, I think that the, my, I think for, for myself personally, kind of, I have this notion of like, we're going to go back to, like, it's going to be just like it was, whereas it's really not going to be just like it was. No. Like, it's going to be a case of table service and pubs for the foreseeable future. Like, until there's a vaccine or until kind of we're absolutely certain that like, yeah. it's, it's entirely stamped out and gone. It, like little things like say we're probably not going to be able to have festival style gatherings nope. there's not going to be sort of you know big massive nights in say like you know you're even seeing say the the sale of tickets for some of the season 12 RuPaul girls who were coming over to the George are being sold out in like 20 minutes but that's because they can only fill like a third of the capacity of the yeah, place yeah, so, you're, you're, so like things like going to events like that are going to be bizarre holidays are going to be bizarre it's going to be a really weird world to get used to absolutely but i suppose the one solace we can have is we got used to living in our little bubbles so we can get used to living in these slightly more frustratingly annoying bubbles well but that's the other thing too do you just like do you stick two fingers to the world and go well i was doing okay in my bubble and i'm going to continue to do that i think a lot of people will do that and i think yeah. that's really dangerous because I, like i think while it's good to it's one thing that one very positive thing about this is kind of it's maybe challenged the idea that introversion is bad and extroversion is good the yes sense that kind of if you're a confident outgoing person that yeah, is you're positive better, if yeah. you're a quiet more reserved person that's bad that's yeah. now been challenged because people are yeah. waking up to the fact of like oh actually you know what i fucking hated nightclubs yeah, yeah. i didn't enjoy that in the first place yeah, like, yeah, why yeah. Would, like why would i want to socialize in yeah, that way yeah but you know like i think it, 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 for just for instance if the government said today that nightclubs are reopening at 12 o'clock tonight and the first 600 people have free reign to do what they want would i be down batting on the door no would you no would you not no i thought you'd like, yes. nightclubs are never my thing with those pubs yeah, but you're just really, I suppose, to me, you were a social person, but... Uh, no, but, like, I'm, I'm like I'm looking forward to, to socialising again with my friends. And that's the other thing, I suppose, is, like, as the, 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 the social circle starts expanding, and, and this is a big thing for, for both both of us here, um, is that, like, what, what does being single at this point look like? Because what is dating like now? Yeah. What is, it's it's <laughs> funny you said that. So over the weekend, uh, when I was in Wicklow, I had loads of time on my own because I had to get away from people because I've been so used to it. But... Um, I actively was looking for a relationship counsellor um, that I'd like to start doing some sessions actively with. Actively looking for a relationship? <laughs> <laughs> no, a relationship counsellor, because I, I, one thing I have missed throughout this is uh, is a partner. Yeah. That's one thing. To, and like that, people are joking about, oh, let's have like a, a virtual Zoom coffee. I was like, no, that's just, I, you can't yeah. get a sense of a person through that. No, you can't, absolutely. And it's also, like, it's not that it, it's a bit pointless because I think that for, for me, at least, I don't know, when it comes to dating, when you're when you're in someone's company, you pick up, like, on much more, it's not just what they're saying. No, like, it's, it's, like, it's body language. It's, a body, it's yeah, exactly. everything, yeah, that's, absolutely. That's what, that's what, like, lends itself to you, like, knowing, yeah. like, oh, this is a person I want to see again, and this is a person I want yeah. to, you know. Yeah. Let's face it, smell is a big deal, too. Exactly, absolutely. exactly. No, absolutely. I'm looking for somebody stinking. <laughs> <laughs> Like a big no. bag of meldy cats. I, I do think that's going to be a huge thing. I don't think we're going to realize how big. At but the it's, it's it's going to change. Like it's going to change things entirely. Like I wouldn't say like I I I've I've done coffee dates in the past. I've done kind of oh you mean in, in yeah no I've done that yeah. But like you know I, I just think that it's 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 kind of like you don't really I don't know maybe it's because I'm an alcoholic who knows but like you don't get a sense of no a but you loosen you, up yourself yeah. yeah and I don't like I don't want to advocate that you need to have a drink to loosen up but of course everyone's a bit more themselves yeah, without no, drinking too you, you need you need lubricants to lose yeah <laughs> <laughs> shameful <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, no but I, I think i do like i think that um it, it's kind of like in i suppose it's the setting in which i i am most myself is like when i'm having a few pints and having a laugh with people so like that kind of makes me feel comfortable so like then i want to, if i want to if i'm judging whether i want another person in my life i'm like are you able are you do i enjoy myself doing do this it? thing with you yeah um, whereas, you know, if you, if you're kind of like, oh, we'll just, we'll go for a quick walk and then yeah, it's just not the two same. meters away from each other. I know. It's yeah, not and the I think same. going for drinks is going to be fine once we can go for drinks and, you know, follow the rules and be in a bar because like watching all these people interacting, sitting along the street just yeah. felt really just wasn't comfortable yeah. well, and then i maybe i'm old and just want a comfy chair i don't know <laughs> no but I, that's that's the other thing because like i like 
I, I, I did the like couple of cans of White Claw over in the Phoenix Park there a weekend or so ago. And, you know, it's really lovely. It's great. I was sitting there with this like sun was spectacular. But, you know, after about two and a half cans, I was like, hmm. Where can I wait? Yeah. <laughs> that was actually, that was a major thing in town because nowhere could, even though everywhere was selling drink, nowhere was you yeah, open the bathrooms. Yeah. There was one main toilet that they'd built outside the door of Stevens Green. That's right. The queues were down the fucking street. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and also, say and, a couple of drinks in. And for, for social distancing reasons, you're not going to be able to have urinals because. And that's the worst thing ever. You know? You can't check someone out. <laughs> <laughs> is he a girthy boy no but I, I i was i was talking to my nanny who is 81 this year so i was talking to her over the weekend your relationship counselor is going to be 81 <laughs> over the weekend. no my grandmother so she she's finding it very tough and the reason she's finding it tough is like I, i'm i'm of a generation that i can adapt to stuff but she was like she went to deals in like locally with one of my aunts and she's seen people standing outside the shop and she walked clean past them and the security man like put his hand up to her face and was like, you've just skipped the queue. And she was like, that was alien to her. And she's like, I can't get on the bus now because I can't, I can't wear mm-hmm. a mask and I, I can't talk to people in the street. So it's it's older people that like are really going to see a, a huge thing as well from it. No, de- no, absolutely. It's going to be, it's going to be an enormous impact on the, the lives for the, for older people because it's, it's just like, it's going to cut off. It's not her social, for like that was her social outlet to get on a bus, like and yeah. talk to little L ones going into yeah. Bray, like. No, ab- absolutely. So that's um, gone. There's actually there's a there's a little old lady who who lives around the corner from me, and I um I've been making an effort to sort of stop and say hello to her in the streets as well because she like she was during the cocooning phase when she I hate was, that word um, too I know yeah but during that cocooning phase when she was kind of you know I would see her out and she she'd look real shifty because you could tell like she knew she wasn't meant to be out and <laughs> um, so I made a bit I made a big point of like waving at her and saying hello um, so <laughs> but not just to like to make like I see you. <laughs> making sure that yeah. I say hello to her yeah, because you have you, to. like you know you want someone to know like oh it's you know don't you're, you're part of the community yeah right? absolutely yeah absolutely but anyway so what do you think will be the weirdest thing to get used to again before we finish up the weirdest normal thing or yeah. the weirdest new normal the weirdest new normal thing um it has to be pubs it has to be socializing yeah. socializing with yeah. people and like, yeah, table service, like that's kind of, that's so odd. The Irish don't do table service. Be fab. The thoughts of what I used to hate about pubs anyway is when you're like in a narrow pub and people are bumping into you constantly. The thoughts yeah. of that now would probably get me even further into anxiety. Well, that's true too. <laughs> it used to give me anxiety anyway. Anyway, what about yourself? Um, so I won't say pubs because you just have, but that is definitely up there on my list. But I would say that, um, and actually someone sent this in as well, was public transport kind of that sense of kind of getting onto an into a little enclosed space with someone yeah because it's been so weird like being here watching buses go by the house and it's like like two people on it or four people on it and they're all like and i kind of like as that starts to like as as they sort of they reduce the restrictions and like those like yellow kind of do not sit here signs get taken away it's kind of like well what's what's what yeah yeah what's 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 going to be the like what's going to come out of that like what's going to be the um like yeah it's it's, that's going to be the weirdest thing to start because i think that'll be the 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 surefire sign absolutely of things of things coming back open up so james tell me what you're coming for or living for that terrible accent Oh, <laughs> I'm living for it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> give it to me, fake Liverpool. <laughs> That's not Liverpool. That's Manchester. It's Manchester. Sorry, I got I got my I got my northern cities mixed up. You got your but I should have known it was. It's always going to be Curry. Always. Um, I am living for. I'm living for. This. I. I feel so ridiculous. You Instagram fitness guru slash goddess Maeve Madden oh my god I'm in love with her she's amazing I've been doing my my like my 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 online workouts with her and she's got like she's like got like hey team queens come on queens don't quit and she's like you know she'll be like oh we're gonna do a spicy workout today this is a spicy one and and she just she makes you all like feel like you're part of the team we were all on team queen and queens don't quit and I I haven't quit yet No idea. <laughs> no idea who made madness, but yeah. she sounds like a she's gorgeous as well. She's beautiful. So is she gorgeous. is she someone that um, used to do it, or is she just moved it online because of the way the things well, are? She's, she's been doing it online for a while. She's been okay. doing it online for trendsetter Maeve. Yep, yeah, she loves her team queens, okay. and she's going to be uh, doing merch soon, and I'm going to be buying myself a team queen T-shirt. 
<laughs> what, what are you living for or coming for? I am also living for this um, and I'm living for this because I was coming for something. So I have recently changed my hand soap and <laughs> I've lived with my same hand soap for 12 weeks. And because I've changed it, I'm like, God, why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> because obviously you like washing I mean, your hands. Like, you want to spill yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Name and shame, name and shame. TCP. No, I don't even know what it was. <laughs> um, it was just something that I, I panic bought along with 24 toilet rolls at the start of this that was like family sized. And I felt I had oh, to. nothing worse than committing to a family sized thing of hands <laughs> up, is there? <laughs> no. And the skin has been peeling off your hands. Every literally, time. literally. Oh. Um, but I changed it recently oh. and it's just, it's like a new beginning. I feel I'm coming out of my own cocoon. <laughs> Handsy wise. Wow. Um, so he's only as exciting as uh, wet wipes. No, because I want, to, I want to know what brand <laughs> you've switched to. And what are the differences? So I tell you what I switched to. Um, I switched to... You're not going to name the one you did in case you get sued, is it? I actually, no, I, don't, I genuinely don't. I don't Slander. even remember. I don't remember. <laughs> Generic the, blue hand soap. The second one I bought was like, um, it was an antibacterial with a moisturizer. And the only reason I bought it was um, two packs were for a fiver in super value and proceeds were going to St. James's PPE equipment at the start. So I bought two bottles of them and popped them in the back of the press and was still using this other horrendous one. <laughs> Oh, so you had it. You had it good to go. Oh, I had two. Go- I still have another one there. Oh well, I love how frugal you were. I wasn't. It, I I get into the panic stage at the start, like most people, and I yeah, hate I, myself I, for I it. wish I had the sense to panic buy anything like that. I the only thing I panic so buy is woman- me. What I mean though by frugal is rather than dumping the soap you didn't like, you used it till the end. Martin, I'm questioning that every day. I, ever since I changed, I was like, why haven't I done that? Oh. It's the same as though, like, have you ever I been... I should have done it sooner. But have you ever been through a toothpaste? This is your come to Jesus moment for the Absolute. pandemic. Is you're going yeah. to live every day as if you're off. If you're going to have hand soap that you don't like, you're going to throw it throw out. Throw it out. It's, not, but have you ever it's been like half- one of those moments when you were growing up and you thought thing and then when you look back and you go, what the fuck was I thinking? Absolutely. <laughs> why was I wearing like kicker shoes why was I wearing like That's cowboy like shirts me and my time equals distance equals time <laughs> <laughs> no but have you ever been through halfway through like a, a toothpaste you hate and you're just like do you know what I'm an adult I can actually go to a shop now and buy stuff with the money that I earn and change it and you no, just don't actually no sometimes you need to work through it yeah, but that's that's bad. That's no, like that, being the no, hand that's soap. Cin- that's cinnamon toothpaste is really good. Oh gorge. I didn't know there was such oh, a no, thing. No, no, cinnamon it was like salt. The one that's like tastes like salt. Sounds disgusting. So anyway, I use Dove hand soap. It's lovely. I love Dove. <laughs> I should have stuck with Dove. Or I love pear soap, but you're not allowed to use soap anymore. It has to be a pump. Mm-hmm. Oh, you like the pear soap? No, I you're you're not allowed to use a bar of soap. Oh, but I grew up with bars of soap. Mm. It's far from fucking pump action sprays I'm used to. <laughs> Or reared from. <laughs> is, that your mother, is that what your mother was actually talking about? Oh, it didn't take you for one of those type of people. Someone with pump soap dispensers. <laughs> Would you see me bring my own hand soap into her house? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, mother, where, where, where shall I set up my basement? She's telling me to feck off. Oh, God. Good <clears throat> to be recording in person as well. Oh. <laughs> Don't forget you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Big A Bucketlist or Twitter at Bucketlist Big. You can also email us at BigABucketlist at gmail.com or Revolute Money to James on 083-402-5822. If you like what you heard, please spread the word and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Aww. But before we go, there is just enough time for me to say a wonderful thank you to Martin for standing here all evening listening to us waffle and now for turning this into a wonderfully entertaining podcast. And to you, my fantastical, fun-sized co-host, <laughs> Stephen, thank you so much for everything you do, whatever it is. Just keep doing it. And of course, to you for listening to The Big Gay Bucket. I always put that one up. And also for you. Oh, how do I even say that sentence? And thanks for listening to The Big Gay Bucket List. <laughs> <laughs>